This recording is part of a series of teleclasses with Venerable Dahani Iwahu. Venerable Dahani participated as a guest facilitator in Reverend Jennifer Hadley's year-long Masterful Living course. For more details and information, please go to beautywayproductions.com. Beautiful. Everything is set to go. We've got our recording, and I turn it over to you, Venerable. Well, thank you, Jennifer, for making these meetings possible. May the wisdom potentials within each person flourish and grow. May the seeds of wisdom reveal skillful activity compassion for our lives, ourselves, and others. I am thankful for all those who have walked before and pointed the way. Wonderful. So, tonight's discussion is about revealing your life purpose, accessing and energizing your natural wisdom and becoming focused and clear for the new year. And uh, we, are, we have just entered uh, the cycle of the water snake. Emotions arise and reveal the hidden seeds of understanding. And may those seeds flourish as skillful activity in all that we do. The first step in revealing your life purpose is to create time for quiet introspection, to sit quietly, observing your breath, exhaling completely, inhaling completely, and considering those kind beings who have pointed the way to give thanks to our parents and those who have given us an indication that there is much more going on in this dance of life. Sitting with the spine erect, aware that there is spiraling energy around the heart visualizing at the heart center, spiraling galaxies, considering that the dust of the stars has actually given rise to the bodies that we wear. To reveal your life purpose is to first take note of what you understand, what you know, what you've tested, and how that resonates with those moments of direct insight. Sometimes people refer to it as intuition, a hunch, uh, 
whatever name you give to those moments of insight, they are not confined in words. There is the experience of knowing. So in this moment, I invite you to recall a significant moment in which you understood clearly or learned something well. Then consider how that which you learned well became a wave that has brought you to this moment today. Wisdom and understanding are within us, and how we interpret this dream we call life is also the result of what we've learned. And there are opportunities to see beyond the constructions of mind and recognize things as they are. For this, it is important to meditate. So first one begins by contemplating their breath, acknowledging what has been received, and giving thanks. Then. As we sit quietly, we may notice thoughts arising. And they are just that, thoughts arising. They do not define nor confirm what we are or may become. They are possibilities and potentials. And when we have made the choice, to walk as an awake human being and to benefit all those we meet, then those images arising make more apparent just how it is we have dreamed this what we call life together. The analogy of being an explorer in a canoe upon the sea of experience has served me well over the years. Consider your body, the canoe, the water, the field of potential. Stirred by our emotions and our thoughts, yet that water itself is potential. And the seed of wisdom it is within us. So our perspective is no longer looking so outside, more to look within. What brings joy? What are those moments when we have experienced joy? What skills come easily to us? And how do we move in the world with ease. So first taking note of those points becomes an indicator or indicators of our potentials and our gifts and our life purpose. So someone may have the gift of song 
how do you know you have the gift of song? You sing. And others enjoy hearing you sing. And so is that your life purpose? It is a way in which your life purpose can be expressed. Others have the gift of written word or the gift of inspiration. Or perhaps you have the gift with numbers, contemplating possible futures. These are gifts that give an indication of the application of your life purpose. So we learn many things, and what we are inspired to learn is often driven by that seed of wisdom within and our purpose for being incarnated now is to understand and recognize that wisdom, that diamond potential, that wisdom mind that is within us. So how is it applied in the world? Then we think of our particular skill sets. What have we chosen to study? Very often, our choice of study is also inspired by our purpose and reason for being here. And how we move in the world is also an indication of our life purpose in this moment. So where we are right now is the mirror that reflects our purpose, our potential, as awakened human beings. Accessing and energizing your natural wisdom. Again, this is supported by quiet meditation, where one may sit with the eyes open, observing nature, unmindful of one's breath. What thoughts, what images they may arise, we begin to see. They are like clouds moving across the sky. Are those images a projection of emotions, response? Or are those images potentials to be further explored? Understand? that your natural state is luminosity and that we are not separate from the field of awakened mind. It is by believing that I, myself, exist and that another exists separately that we begin to create layers of obscuration, allowing those layers to reveal that they are not separate from the seed of wisdom potential and oneself and others, they then become transparent. And thus sitting in quiet meditation reveals the mind's projections. You have a choice 
Each one has a choice in this moment to energize that wisdom that is within. One way that we access and energize our natural wisdom is a moving meditation, which you can access on the sunray.org website in the dance of the directions. Consider that you're sitting within an octagon, and then you will stand and dance within that octagon. Ascending and descending waves of grace flow through us, the electromagnetic field connecting us with the elements and with one another. So in the center of that octagon is your natural wisdom state. You are here now, a being, awakening, recalling that your natural state is luminosity. And behind you in the octagon are the things you've already learned and also the collected vision of family, clan, culture, the belief systems, the experiences that are an expression of you in the now. And before you, how you wish to express your wisdom potential in the world. It is a vision. It is an idea on a simple level. It may be I wish to play the piano with more skill. So before you, you see the practice and the skills that you will practice. Then you look to your lower left, that is behind you, and those are some of the uh, inhibiting views, the ideas that you've accepted, not good enough, not lovable, whatever they may be. Uh, those ideas, you see them, and then you look to the forward right angle of the octagon, and you consider the skill sets that are expressed through people you know who are accomplishing that which you aspire to do. And in your, behind you, the angle at the rear diagonal, you hear the beliefs that have supported you, you hear the wisdom that has brought you to now. And then the upper right octagon angle, the diagonal, excuse me, the left diagonal, these are the skill sets that you wish to further express. So by dancing in the now, sitting within the center, moving within the center, recognizing where you've come from, observing and analyzing those thoughts which are no longer supportive of your wisdom and skill, seeing them replaced with those thoughts 
that support your wisdom and skill. So perhaps the rear diagonal is the thought of um, maybe not smart enough. And so the right diagonal forward of you are the skill sets that you develop to affirm the wisdom potential that is within you. Those skill sets you may see expressed in other people. And then the upper left diagonal are those things which you begin to study. Meditation, contemplation, and also mindfulness of speech. So when a thought form arises that appears to limit, you replace that with the thought form of the ideal. Then you hear the echoes of the past stating, oh, this is not so, the inquiring mind of the upper right angle of the octagon considers the unfolding scientific knowledge about the holographic universe and the impact of consciousness upon our lives and the world. So becoming focused and clear, what does it mean? First, it is to acknowledge the preciousness of each moment. And in this moment, you dedicate yourself to expressing that wisdom potential and transforming those speech, speech patterns, thought patterns, and actions that do not serve the expression of your wisdom. Sweeping away from your mind those thoughts that you've outgrown, seeing them become compost for your wisdom seed to flourish. How do we reveal the diamond within? In Vajrayana Buddhism, the diamond within is a symbol of the adamante mind, the awakened state, uh, natural, uncontrived awareness. How to reveal it is to practice sitting in a quiet state of observation with the dedication that you will actualize the wisdom state and the skillful methods. So we will take refuge in that seed of awakened mind with compassion for every being that all may recall that natural wisdom state. How do we reveal the diamond mind within? We practice. What do we practice? This is a circle of uh, many nations and many religious views. What we can practice is that 
we have arisen from one state and that we are united in this field, whether we call it Buddha mind, God, a mystery, we have each arisen like a bubble arising from a wave, momentarily appearing as an individual yet fully connected and containing within the knowledge of every being. This is something to contemplate. So for a moment, let us contemplate the curl of a wave as it approaches the shore. Spray bubbles of water arising. And again, resolving into the water. The tidal flow, the waters within, and also our emotions. When such emotions arise that appear disturbing, we contemplate the ideal. Before acting, we take care with our breath and we consider the ways in which we are all connected. To recognize that ultimately everything is already well is certainly a state of great accomplishment. How do we recognize that things in our lives are well? First consider we have the gift of intelligence, the gift to examine and to explore. And it has become more clear through scientific investigation that our consciousness, our emotional thought process contributes to the body-mind's well-being. And so we can make a exercise about the power of mind-emotion. We can experiment with two plants. One saying how lovely and beautiful you are. They are both equally watered. And the other you say nothing to. The seed of wisdom within us is also to be nurtured by acknowledging how precious it is, the gift of life, and that our many relationships, even those that appear as strife, are actually opportunities to deepen understanding and polish the skill of communicating with that wisdom seed within ourselves and others. What does it mean to align with your wisdom? It means to rest in it and to be willing 
to sweep away those thoughts and actions which, like dust, may obscure the mirror, the mirror which reflects the open sky of natural awareness. So how do you align with wisdom? For many, it is faith. It is love. Who do we love? What do we love? There is love as a cohesive energy that expresses throughout the dream our unity in the field. And we can begin with contemplating loving a pet. We can also consider what does it mean to love our neighbor, our friend, even that one who may be annoying, to love them equally. First, it is an ideal, an idea, and over time, it becomes revealed that the cohesive energy of love, it brings people into our lives and situations arise where there is a withholding of love, there is a short circuit and one's own field of awareness. So withholding of love is when you have some knowledge that can help another and you do not share it, or when you see a way that we may work together as co-workers and friends and you do not share it or when you have the gift of music that may wipe away people's tears and you withhold it. So what are some of the reasons that people withhold love? Often people withhold love from their own life, their own person. Uh, to give thanks for your breath and the relationships, the people you know. This is clarifying the pathways so that we support one another in the field. And love has a magnetic force that also supports the expression of our life purpose and our wisdom potential. So how do you know you have a correct view of your life purpose for the benefit of all? You first consider, will this make my circle of relationships more clear? Will this energize harmony in my family with my co-workers and my friends? Most importantly, will this reveal deep understanding and skill in my own life? So someone can think 
their life purpose is to tell another to dig a well. So, telling another to dig a well, it may appear as one's life purpose when one thinks that someone else digging the well is going to benefit you. In truth, digging the well benefits each of us and we each contribute to bringing the water to the surface to nurture the seeds of wisdom within ourselves and one another. So it comes simply, let us not ask of another what we ourselves are not willing to do. When we are working cooperatively, one person knows how to cut the wood, another carries it, another sets the fire, and together they are making prayers. So to understand that there is not one superior or inferior, there are individuals with different skill sets. And you evaluate what is your skill set and how is it applied in the circle of your relationships, of our relationships as a human family. So it is clear when people work together cooperatively, there is greater benefit. And in terms of the water arising from the well, when people place prayers into that water, it becomes medicine. So the water is our shared experience. And we together bring it to the surface. And we share this precious resource with one another and we imbue it with our songs of appreciation. Thus, the water becomes medicine. You may ask, how is this a relationship to life purpose? And how do I recognize my life purpose? Consider where you are right now. That's the best place to be. And the people within your circle, that is the best circle to be within. You have chosen each other. We have chosen each other to explore together, and ultimately, what one learns, others also learn. So the concept of loving with equality also nurtures the wisdom within ourselves and the accomplishment of the circle, because love also magnetizes that potential.
Yeah, some folks will say, well, what does love have to do with it? So think of it as electromagnetic energy. It is an energy that expresses and draws the potential to the surface, like the hidden well of wisdom within each one and each situation. We collectively create a cap capillary action that brings the water and the wisdom to the surface of our perception. So where we are right now, who we are with right now, this is the place to be. So there are certainly many uh, psycholo psychology books written about the dynamics of groups and family dynamics. And you can read them, and you can also consider the dynamic of consciousness and reality and how there are many worlds interwoven like overtones of our speech and thought. These worlds are arising within us. The old idea, do we exist in a dream or a illusion? Um, those are ways of questioning the potential of the field. And it is a dream created by each of us. And the dissonance arises when we forget we are connected in the field or forget that we are relatives in the dance. So how do you cultivate the view of your life purpose for the greatest benefit of all? First think of bringing fresh water to your loved ones, sharing a meal, meditating together, establishing pathways of clear communication. Sometimes it seems so far and so difficult, the idea of benefiting all. And actually, it begins with small acts of kindness wherever we are. So your life purpose is what you're doing now and where you are growing. And also, those skills that come easily to you are an indicator of your life purpose and what inspires you and, and draws you to explore even more deeply into the sea of potential. This too is an indicator of your life purpose. How do you fan the inner flames that build your capacity to express your natural wisdom with skill and compassion? With passion, for sure. 
energy, willingness to continually explore and peel away. So how do you expand the flames that build your capacity to express your natural wisdom with skill and compassion means to take care with our speech when a thought arises that is not supportive of wisdom and skill, replace it with the ideal. Cultivate the voice of invitation, the voice of actualization. How to identify and remove perceived obstacles. Yeah, they're sometimes tricky, like the Maras that sought to hinder Shakyamuni Buddha as he was attaining enlightenment, old belief systems wish to sustain themselves. So how do you identify first a obstacle? Well, something that gets in the way of your good relationship with your heart, your family, your clan, your co-workers. So what can be a perceived obstacle? Not enough. Not enough time. Not enough this, not enough that. And so you begin to change that perception by offering from one hand to the other Wonderful things. You like chocolate kisses covered in foil. Pour them from one hand to the other. And imagine that many people receive sweetness and receive what they need. That is a simple way to transform the perceived obstacle of not enough. Also, when you see someone who is hungry, give them a sandwich. Those who live in the city, you may see many such people. Then, pacifying and purifying obscurations. The first conflict is that of feeling separate from the field, feeling separate from the dynamic dance. Begin that process of pacifying through giving thanks for your breath. And offer, as your breath goes up, appreciation that others may also breathe. Where there is inner conflict, contemplate the ideal. Imagine yourself in that state of ideal action. Purifying the obscurations as they reveal themselves. Offer them to the water, to the earth, to the fire, to the air. With a prayer, may any other being who experiences this shadow over their being, may they also be released into the light of understanding. 
analyze the suffering caused by false beliefs. So do you know what is a false belief in your mindset? I invite you to take a look at such ideas you may have about yourself and others. And then look at some of the awakened beings in the world and what they have said and how we can transform our belief system. So the belief system of not enough that echoes too loudly recognize the abundance that is your life and the gifts you have received. Uh, the belief of not worthy, consider, hey, the gift of the human body-mind, this is an incredible combination of very rare things that it all coalesces in the way that I can appear and move in the world. Therefore, worthiness, wisdom, skill, it moves through us. So there is a point of analyzing. Okay, thinking that I myself alone exist. Well, you look, well, there were parents, and they had parents. Oh, this view I have is just my view. Then observe the echoes of what you've learned and experienced. And look through the curtain of those experiences and recognize their transparency. Where do you wish to be right now? Where you are right now is the place to be. And what do you wish to express in the world? The skills you will further develop. You can see that as before you. And how do you discern those ideas that are truly nurturing. Your breath becomes more relaxed. Your mind feels more ease. Such ideas reveal themselves as life force enhancing. Activating the awakened state is essentially sweeping away illusion. One can create a sacred altar that is a symbol of your wisdom state arising ever more skillfully in the world. On that shrine, you place a candle, water, salt, cornmeal to feed those who may be hungry, and you consider all that you've received, 
and you ask that others may receive what they need. And sitting in front of the shrine, a very simple shrine, with a candle flickering, spine erect, eyes open, tongue at the roof of the mouth. The top of the shrine is just about at your chin level, so you can uh, look at the fire. And as you still your mind, the fire becomes still. Then over time you practice elongating the flame. What does that practice reveal? It reveals that you are connected with the elements and that appearances are but projections of our own minds. Recall and liberate your innate state of pristine awareness. For the very rare few, it happens in a flash when they hear a lecture or read a text. Um, most of us, we go step by step. And we replace those thoughts which obscure with the ideal the shape of the diamond. Uh, you, the diamond shape in geometry, it expresses as it is above, so it is below. The diamond, it is uh, not made uh, impure. It is hidden in coal, it is carbon, and it is also a symbol of the wisdom that is hidden within each of us. Uh, for some future readings, you might want to look at a site called crystallinks.com and any information you can find about a holographic universe. I will close with a short reading from the Complete Guide to the Buddhist Path by Kenshin Contra Gelston. While one may understand a skylight amount of dharma through study and contemplation, clouds of thought can obscure the sky. You may meditate on conceptual emptiness, but bound by golden chains, you may miss liberation. Not comprehending the sky realm, the fog splashes itself with water, repeating, try to remember, try to remember. Let us not seek through artificial mental fabrication. Let us observe things as they are.
with what else besides abiding in natural ordinary state with the stainless nectar, respect and devotion, could you expand the full moon of the enlightenment sky? Those are paraphrases from advice on how to dispel obstacles when they are encountered. So this concludes the lecture portion of the, our talk. And now is the time for questions. Should you have any? Venerable, I'm going to go first. And uh, I wanted to ask you, what if you had said that uh, appearances are projections? So what if a person's mind refuses to accept that appearances are projections? Because I find that uh, it takes great willingness to accept that. So w what if you're in that ex mindset of, uh, you don't really believe that. You think, well, I hear that, I've studied that, I've read that in books, but I'm not sure I believe that. What if the person's in that position? Well, then basically you in, you invite them to read uh, some documentation about the holographic universe or about the consciousness field or even experiments with plants, which show very clearly that the thoughts sent out by people have an impact upon the plant. Uh, give people information that they can study and contemplate. Great, thank you. And I have one other question, and you, you mentioned both the altar and the shrine. Is there a difference between the shrine and the altar? No, they, uh, those words are being used in this context interchangeably. Oh, thank you. So I'm going to uh, open it up to anybody who has a question on the phone or online. If you're on the phone, you can press star 2. Same with all the people who are calling in by Skype. Star 2 on your keypad to raise your hand. And just a reminder to keep your question uh, to the topic and what Venerable has been sharing with us today. And Peggy has a question she's written in here. Can you speak a bit about luminosity and what it is? Luminosity, or an ida, it is the potential of the field. It is uh, the clear light of awareness. It is like the birthplace, like, not is. A good analogy is considering the three pillars in astronomy that are the birthplaces of galaxies and stars. And as we have all arisen from this luminosity and appear uh, in the relative dance 
as individual beings, we still resonate with that natural state and the, in the heart center, we have direct access to that natural state. Thank you. So star two for anyone who's on the phone or on Skype to raise your hand and ask a question. And then for folks who are online, you can type in a question. Savita asks, please speak more about withholding love. What if you have a desire to share your gifts, but perhaps someone does not want to receive the love? That's all right, too. <laughs> if someone doesn't want to receive love in the way you you think you want to offer it, you consider the energy of unconditional love, where you see and honor the wisdom potential of that other being without expectation of anything in return. And the follow-up to Savita's question, if all appearances are projections, what might that experience be a projection of? The impulse to explore the field. Mm ripples in the field, those potentials then become myriad realms and worlds and individuals exploring the potential, yet not separate from the field, exploring with the promise that what potentials we've seen unwound, we will share that insight with the field and one another. Thank you. So again, star two to raise your hand and then I can unmute you and you can speak to Venerable and ask your question if you're on phone or Skype. If you're online, you can type in a question. And while we're waiting for that, I'm going to ask you, Venerable, you were talking about aligning with wisdom through faith and love. How do you define faith? Well, faith is, I know that uh, after I exhale, I will inhale until I make the last exhalation. on the first phase is based on observation of the cycles occurring around and within us. Then there is a point where one perceives there is more behind the display and more within. And this is what impels one 
onto the path of recollection. So one can have faith in uh, a teaching, can have faith in a teacher, which for a moment is a mirror for you to recognize the wisdom within yourself. And then there are some who have been touched directly by recognition of the interconnection of the field, their mind, their relationships, or you may just be touched by nature with awe. Such moments are the the keynotes that become faith that there is more. Thank you. So again, star two to raise your hand and ask a question. Star two on your keypad. And you can type in a question if you are listening online. We have a question here in Alhambra, California. I think this is Christine. Christina? Hi. Hi. Yes, go ahead. Um, Would you please expand a little bit more about when you said contemplating the gift of the human body and mind will help to unwind the belief of being not worthy? I didn't hear the last part of your question. Can you repeat it? That you, um, you were saying that contemplating the gift of the human body and mind will help to... Uh, um, release the belief of not worthy, being not worthy? Oh, yes, because it is such a miracle that all things come together in a way that you can see, you can think, you can think. Um, That is miraculous. Therefore, there is a resonance with the miraculous within you. And the fact that you... Uh, living in a world where you can study and question, this means you are indeed worthy of life, of wisdom, of accomplishment, and good relationship. Thank you. All right, star two to raise your hand if you're online or type in a question. Online, you can do it in the box there on the web page. And if nobody else has a question, Venerable, you, you talked about how the water is our shared experience. And 
I know on the sunray.org website, you have the water practice there for anyone who would like to uh, have a greater understanding and do that beautiful, prayerful water practice. I wonder if you could just say a little bit more about, uh, in terms of the being the dreamer of the dream and all appearances being projections, can you say a little bit more about water being our shared experience? Yes, water has memory, and it also carries uh, the tone of manifestation in these realms that we live in. You would say water is uh, carrying the song like a tuning fork for five dimensions or five in the song of the universe and water also very much is influenced by prayer and thought and so one has a direct response and can test the relationship of consciousness and matter through making prayer with water So, for example, community members in the Southwest and also on the West Coast in doing the water practice actually reawoke uh, springs that had dried up. And you can look at the work of Dr. Emoto and uh, others who have shown the, the way water uh, holds the thought that is imbued in it even when people are not conscious of the idea their thought and emotion touches the water. Thank you. We have Sandra who asks a question about wisdom potential. She says, I've noticed that I will have a thought or understanding of an idea that I'm learning about, and then there are, opp are opportunities throughout the day or week that allow me to express and test that knowledge in amazing ways, like meeting someone who is exploring the same question as I am. Is this what you mean by experiencing the wisdom potential? Yes, and to recognize that as we explore the wisdom potential, others who are sharing that exploration come forward and share what each is learning. And also becomes the basis of a, a community of study of uh, cooperation. And just as inventions often arise in different parts of the world, basically at a similar time, when one is looking at the, the power of water, then one meets others who is also looking and examining the power of water, the power
power of positive speech, the power of positive thought. Like magnets, we are attracted to one another. And a follow-up to that, I recall that in last month's class, December 2012, you shared with us that being in circle and practice together, being in a spiritual community and doing the work together was more powerful than working on your own as an individual. I wonder if you could say a little bit more about that in this context of energizing the wisdom potential. I wouldn't say it is more powerful. I say that people working together is the lesson of our time. Mm. Understanding that our our speech, our thought, our action, thought forms uh, like a wind upon the sea affect us all. And people of like mind working with mutual respect and cooperation bring good result, and the ultimate realization, it occurs in the quiet space of your own heart. Thank you. We have Chris, who asks, how do the shifting energies on the planet right now support us in achieving clarity around our purpose? And also, can you speak to what is happening in the ascension process of the planet, of Mother Earth as well? Thank you. Well, she is certainly awakening. And it is very clear that there are increased energies coming from the heart of our galaxy. And also, our entire solar system It has warmed up and literally brightened. In the last 10 years, we've seen changes upon each of the planets, even upon the moon. So this energy that comes literally from another dimension is uh, quickening, expanding, and awakening. In a sense, it is like sunlight upon water, and then there is steam beginning to rise. Or perhaps the best analogy is uh, the sunlight on a cold lake. And as the lake begins to uh, warm, you notice ripples of moisture and heat in the atmosphere. So, yes, we are being supported by increased energy to uh, see through the boundaries of the uh, finite form, which we have learned quite well, and now we are recalling our multidimensional nature. Thank you. All right. So let's see if anybody... Oh, yep. We have uh, Kimberly. 
Hello? Go ahead, Kimberly. Hi. Hi, Jennifer. Hello, Vanessa. Hi. To speak Hello. with you. Um, so my question is, um, I'm resonating so much with everything you're saying because I'm, I'm creating a business and the nature of it is cooperation and this shared, you know, how our feelings and thoughts affect each other. And my question is, um, in my own practice, I, you know, there are times where I am really amazed. I can feel and see and hear. And then it's like um, the lights go out again and I'm sort of back in the dark and I can't, I can't get back to that beautiful place. And it's kind of, I'm just wondering why, why is that? Why do I go from light to dark? Well, certainly there are cycles in our experiences, and some of it has to do with our uh, our biofield and how just as the moon wanes, also there is a time uh, for inner activity or, or introspection, then the energy expands and there is activity and clarity for outer expression um, and it is related to the biorhythms so you can think of uh, 28 days 33 days of uh, periods of shifting uh, and to not uh, forget the, the state of uh, deep perception uh, and you recall it and sustain it first by recalling and experiencing it and it becomes more and more your natural state so those periods of awakening or direct and clear perception they remain longer and longer. I'm really looking forward to it getting longer and longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where I want to be all the time. And it is supported by meditation. Yeah. I think the times that I've experienced that has been when I've been in long periods of meditation. And and so my daily life is pretty busy, so I'm not always able to spend that amount of time. And I guess that that maybe you just answered it for me. That's what I need to do is, you know, give myself those long periods of time. And also in the busyness of the world to remain... Seated in your breath, mindful of your breath and your heart. So there is an exercise that many of us do where 
going about our activities and the busy world and noticing when mind leaps out and drawing it back to the heart. Venerable, thank you so very much. You're very welcome. All right. Thank you, Kimberly. And I'm just calling for uh, any last questions anybody has. And while we're checking in on that, Venerable, I'd, I'd like to ask you, for some people who are contemplating this life purpose, and let's say in this particular moment they're having an experience of uh, perhaps a, a very challenging illness, physical debilitation, or perhaps there's uh, a, a, an intense experience of illness with a family member. Maybe they're caring for a child or a, a parent or a spouse. Something like that is taking place. Or maybe there's a huge financial um, challenge, a foreclosure, different things like that that are going on something major happening in the life, then it might feel very challenging for someone to think about their life purpose, especially if they think of their life purpose as doing something. I wonder if you could speak to someone who's maybe in a very challenging or crisis situation. Yes, even within the the crisis situation, there is opportunity. Uh, there is opportunity to see what you have accomplished, what you've created, and also to consider the space and time creation of simplicity. And it is not the the outer activities that reveal who we are, it's how we respond to change. That shows us. Thank you. So we're about at time, and I see that Shan is listening, and I thought I would ask her if she would lead us in the long life prayer after you have uh, finished. We dedicate the meridians in this and all lives to the realization of awakened mind and skillful activities that reveal that we are all reaching the shore free from illusion. Great Lady of the Buddha families who holds the secret Vajrayana, in the Lotus Grove of the Teachings of the Practice Lineage, you are the glory of the Buddha's teachings and of sentient beings. Blessed of the Vajra Dakini, may your life, Dahani Iwahu, ever remain firm and long. Thank you and good night. See you in the light.